Hello, how you doing? This is Dr. D coming to you live with the Boom Factor, which stands for Believers Overcome with Unlimited Manifestation. I'm so excited you stopped by. You are literally tuned in to my live audio diary of my life with mental and spiritual support to help you sustain your life from the inside out. I represent independent artists, entrepreneurs, self-published authors, ministers, missionaries. Whatever issues that you deal with that you may think that nobody have dealt with, just tune in. Dr. D probably have touched on it and went through it. So come on, share my link, and I appreciate you taking time out to download the free app. And if you have something else you want to discuss, just leave me a message. Until then, be blessed. And while we must, we must demand better from police, and we cannot allow for people to die at the hands of the police wrongfully. It's the mindset. to make sure that we are attacking injustice everywhere, that we truly make good on the promise of America for those people who were not considered full Americans when our Constitution was founded. And we must remember that, you know, I want every child who grows up in Seattle to know they're going to have equal access to education. They're going to have equal access to the jobs. But y'all can say all of that, but is it going to happen? And housing. We must focus as a nation on how we make sure our prosperity is shared and how we make good on the promise of America to the generations of Americans that have been left behind. And that would, that should not be lost. You know, for every car that burns, there's been families who have suffered for generations. And so I really deplore the people who came solely for the purpose of taunting police, creating conflict with priests, looting stores and causing damage. Um, that did nothing to honor Mr. Floyd. Madam Mayor, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate your time and good luck in your city tonight. Uh, let's go over to Atlanta, Georgia, where we find NBC's Blaine Alexander. Blaine, last time I saw you, you were just getting over about a, a coughing bout with pepper spray. The intersection behind you now is empty. It's quiet. Does that mean the city of Atlanta is the same? seems to be an indicator this is kind of the best way to tell the story of what's going on in atlanta right now you know to get the, eye, the understanding of why exactly i was choking coughing me and my team were right in the direct path of that tear gas is because yes this is really kind of a command central for uh, law enforcement for national guard troops this is where they've been holding the lines and just within the past few minutes or so Katie, we actually saw a lot of the troops line up walk away get in their transportation and leave to checking with our crews on the ground seen typically over the past few nights is once that tear gas is kind of sprayed among the crowd, they scatter, they, they disperse among uh, different places downtown, and then officials go off and try and find them. It can be kind of a painstaking process that lasts the better part of a night. We were out here watching it unfold for about three hours last night, but it appears that for the most part, those kind of pockets of unrest, those people who may have been going by, uh, smashing windows or just c continuing to stay on the streets, have been cleared. Now, we can look over, you see uh, some uh, military vehicles right over there. They're sl slowly starting to pull out as well. I will tell you that... Blaine, you know, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. We have to go over to Minnesota where the governor is speaking right now. Blaine, we'll come back to you. Let's listen in on the governor right now. 
safety requirements to allow law enforcement to make sure that our uh, our city streets remain safe. I do want to just reiterate again. I think many of you, like me, have watched uh, that uh, the video of the truck and the peaceful protesters. I am so incredibly thankful. Um, we had no fatalities or no injuries. I just think it uh, it highlights the fact again of, of trying to make sure that we create space and keep uh, the ability to peacefully protest there. And I think over the last two days, Minnesota, we, we've clearly shown a difference between people exercising their First Amendment rights, showing passion to injustices, and trying to make their voice heard, and those that were trying to do something very different. So um, I'm going to have uh, Paul Snell give some updates on where we're at at this point in time. Um, we are seeing uh, very few incidents. I think some folks who uh, got caught after time, um, some very respectful interactions, and, and those folks, again, were, uh, were simply, I think, for exercising their, uh, their rights and got caught behind the curfew, and I'm just grateful how that has panned out so far. So with that, Paul Snell. Good evening, thank you, Governor. Um, just to provide a, a quick... And uh, then look like it was a truck full of gas, which I was going to disperse the gas to burn the people. That was just horrible. That was just horrible. Obviously, a significant and great concern when that happened. We have been, well, we have been monitoring the crowd that was involved in that. And at that time, he couldn't even speak clearly. I mean, this truck was speeding. Hot mess. A hot mess. Significant unrest that we 
have had people out violating the curfew, um, but uh, based on the what we were saw them engaged in, um, we uh, decided to really uh, focus on uh, that area uh, on or near Washington there uh, and uh, address that group. Um, you know, right now, um, that he got he got he got too many arms coming out of his mouth. He can't even speak right. He don't even know how to deal with it. I don't even want to hear him anymore. Because it's too much. I mean, he came fine, too. That's a shame. And that was a gas tank. That's right. That's right. There was accessory to the fact. That's right. Saturday, they arrested Mayor Bill de Blasio's daughter 
Meantime, city officials are blaming the violence on outside groups. They say 20% of those arrested are from out of town. And in Boston, a day of peaceful protests turned into chaos last night. Looters broke into numerous stores. Wow. Mall where they were seen running out with merchandise. National Guard troops were deployed to help police deal with the situation. A reporter from our station in Boston witnessed an SUV hitting several people in the street. It's unclear if there were any injuries. And in Atlanta, two police officers... Atlanta. Fire following their actions during protests Saturday night. Atlanta police released this body cam video showing tasers being used against two college students who were then forcefully dragged out of their car and arrested. Police trying to stop the car repeatedly before the driver pulled over. Atlanta's mayor called it an excessive use of force. In addition to the officers who were fired, three officers were also disciplined. Disturbing video it's crazy. That body cam that was released, and you hear the pleas and the cries of the uh, young people who were inside who were confused about exactly what was going on. And we just gave you a glimpse of coast to coast what mm -hmm. has been happening in this country over the weekend. But I do want to point out that uh, we have yet to hear words of unity, words of hope, uh, or even a national address coming from the president of the United Nothing. States. Nothing. It seems that a lot of the tweets that he's been sending out, because he's been very active on Twitter, have been uh, accusatory, uh, have been loaded, I would say. Right. Some of the words that he was using to describe uh, what he would do if protests got out of hand uh, in front of the White House, talking about uh, vicious dogs, yeah. talking about the use of ominous weapons. Instead of addressing the whole issue, exactly. starts the shooting starts uh, insinuating that uh, Americans that police should be shooting uh, American citizens and so uh, it just seems that we have yet to hear the nation's leaders the White House did say that uh, when the president spoke at the uh, obviously the shuttle event over the weekend uh, that was his time to address some of what's been going on nah that's but not the right address though attention to and people think no. that they have been pretty divisive uh, when you have a nation that is already divided. Coming up, the sheriff in Michigan whose single act of humility may have changed the course of history. Plus, in city after city, protesters all but toss aside concerns about social distancing. Our health expert weighs in on the new worry about a potential spike in coronavirus infections. And later in the skinny, Mariah Carey belts out her own anthem demanding justice. You're watching World News Now. TXU Energy understands that some days you just need a free pass. It is just so heartbreaking that the protests have hit almost every city in the United States. And all our president can do is tweet. But you can't sign an executive order against Twitter because they fact check a sentence that you stated that's not even true. And for all the leaders in the legislature and the representatives that have acquired the black votes, it's time for you to come up on the television since you want to use media. To stake your claim on how you will make a change in legislature. We're calling for the mayor, 
the representative, even here in Houston, that enough is enough. Now, I know they have the HR 20 on file. We need to enforce that. If they can enforce, okay, if they can enforce the LPG to give them civil rights or whatever, and, uh, and the Jews holocaust, and you gave them retributions. The Indians who sold us also because black Americans was on this continent with the Indians, okay? We didn't all just come from Africa, all right? Remember, this whole world was together into the flood. But I'm not going to get into all the, the the history and all of that. You do that on your own. But as of today, this is June 1st, 2020. And on a day on the loose, they're talking about George Floyd and everything. But you want to focus on the looting and the riot. I do not condone that. But let me tell you something. This community just came out of COVID-19. Okay? Justice should fall not only just on the police department and do justice and charge when they go and abuse their power. Justice should hit all across the borders, economically, business-wise, in the school system. Our children from elementary school to them, they got to deal with um, in, improper behavior from other students because of cut of their skin. Crowds in cities across America all weekend are raising new alarms among health officials, triggering worries of a potential spike in COVID-19 infections. I spoke earlier with... COVID-19 inspection, a racket. They're adding something else to this COVID-19, y'all. protesting the death of George Floyd. In one of the cities, Atlanta, the mayor is now urging protesters to get tested for COVID-19. What are your thoughts about how this may affect the spread of the coronavirus? Well, I first want to say this is a very difficult time in our country, and we really need to address a lot of issues. But protesting is one of our you know, most important parts of our democracy. But we have to do it safely. And I've been looking at the protesters. Some of them are wearing masks, but some of them aren't. And there's a lot of yelling, as can be expected with the emotions. And if you can see all of us becoming so close together, the social distancing aspect has been completely, you know, neglected. But also just yelling, you know, respiratory droplets become more wide and more increased, you know, with yelling. They did actually a study on this. So when you yell up to 90 decibels, they measured that you can emit up to 53 particles in one. Now they're talking about the virus being sprayed because of the protests. Wow. When you're speaking in a normal tone. And this is very disturbing when you have no masks, when you're all so close to each other and you're yelling, you really are creating a bad scenario for the virus to become more transmissible. And as the country reopens, the superintendents of Los Angeles and San Diego schools issued a joint statement questioning whether they will be able to hold in-person classes in the fall, saying, quote, opening our schools will not be as easy as separating desks or placing pieces of tape on the floor. Are you surprised by this? And what do you think is the biggest hurdle that schools face right now when they reopen? What we really need, Mona, is a robust testing 
program where we can do rapid testing and rapid results in contact tracing. And we're not there yet. And we do have a couple of months before school starts in the fall, but it's going to take a lot this, of this, this, this. Wow, nice a terrace. Since federal law does not allow for U.S. organizations to be classified as terror groups, legal experts say the president crossed a line. Yeah. That is a dangerous authority in power. Yeah. It is not an authority that exists under current law, and it should not. But as a political matter, the president branded this new adversary. The violence and vandalism is being led by Antifa and other radical left-wing groups. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien said tactics separate Antifa from peaceful protesters. Using military-style tactics, using Molotov cocktails, using fireworks, using gasoline, uh, using bricks and, and paving stones to attack. In a statement, Attorney General William Barr points out that criminal conduct, not a specific militant group, can be charged with homegrown terrorism. The violence instigated and carried out by Antifa and other similar groups in connection with the rioting is domestic terrorism and will be treated accordingly. Wow. The White House wow. Also really? Action really? From the yeah, FBI. really won't. The president wants to know what the FBI has been doing to surveil, to disrupt, wow. to take down, to prosecute Antifa. Well, those are not constructive tweets. Republican Senator Tim Scott said he spoke with the president and encouraged him to avoid contentious tweets. Mr. President, it is helpful when you lead with compassion. Mr. President, it helps us when you focus on the death, the unjustified, in my opinion, the criminal death of George Floyd. Senior officials say while the president has offered active duty military police to state and local governments in crisis, right now the president does not intend to put state-led National Guard units under federal control. That keeps governors in charge. And the federal government can provide law enforcement help with agencies like ATF and FBI. Philip? Wow. Now nah, nah, it's a terrorism. Wow. Standing in stark contrast to the heated rhetoric from the president, Joe Biden posting a picture of himself kneeling with a protester in Wilmington, Delaware, writing, quote, We are a nation in pain right now, but we must not allow this pain to destroy us. As president, I will help lead this conversation, and more importantly, I will listen. A former vice president is expected to meet with community leaders later today. All right, let's get a check of our weather on this first day of June with NBC meteorologist Janessa Webb. Janessa... Um, but I believe enough talking. We we don't need the mic. We don't we don't need the the representatives or anything to listen. We need action. We need action. And right now I'm looking at the laws that's on file, and they have pushed the top ten laws that they are looking at right now. Um, I mean a bill during the past. Then they passed the uh, Gold Medal Act of 2020 to the Merchant Mariners of World War II. Okay, so what that got to do with us today? Uh, well, you know what? I can use that because if you're going to go all the way back and give a gold medal to Merchant Mariners from World War II, that's almost what, like 100 years ago maybe 60, 70 years ago. I don't know the history on that. 
but I know it's been some time. So they didn't pass that law. All right. Um, they have some other laws that's sitting up here, but the law I'm looking for is the one that we need to bring to the house and it needs to get passed. Um, fair debt collection practices. Then it's all this banking stuff. All this is banking. United States Export Finance Agency Act sponsored, introduced in 2019. They got Maxine Waters uh, bringing this to the house. And let's see what this is about. Of insulin as a covered um, body. The two officers, after reviewing the body camera footage, mayor says those charges against the students will be dropped. Former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick has set up a fund offering to help pay for defenses of those arrested in the Minneapolis protests. Kaepernick is accepting donations through his Know Your Rights Camp charity, and he tweeted the link to donate on Friday, adding, We must protect our freedom fighters. NBA legend Michael Jordan is speaking out about the ongoing and widespread protests in the wake of the death mm. of George Floyd as well. In a statement released by his manager and spokeswoman, Jordan says, quote, I see and feel everyone's pain, outrage, and frustration. I stand with those who are calling out the ingrained racism and violence in this country happening to people in our country. We have had enough. The six-time NBA champion also called for peaceful protests, saying in part, we need to continue peaceful expressions against injustice and demand accountability. The anger and outrage over the death of George Floyd has sent shockwaves around the world. Protesters in London and Berlin flooded the streets as racial justice, the calls for racial justice reached beyond U.S. soil. NBC's Kelly Kobea is in Seoul, South Korea with the latest. Hi, Kelly, good morning. Philip, good morning to you. Yeah, those images, those dramatic images of burning cars and riot police on the streets of so many U.S. cities appeared on front pages around the world over the weekend, and demonstrations were organized in countries that are some of the U.S.'s closest allies, including in Britain, where thousands of people showed up uh, at Trafalgar Square on Sunday, marching, uh, chanting things like no justice, no peace, holding placards uh, with signs in solidarity with the protesters in the United States. At one point, they marched to the U.S. Embassy, which was surrounded by police officers for protection. Uh, there were, it was mostly peaceful. About 23 people were arrested, some of them for breaching lockdown rules. But again, as I said, mostly peaceful there. Slightly different scene in Brazil, though, where there was another demonstration sparked by the events in the United States. Protesters demonstrating it against the treatment of blacks in Rio's favelas in their working class neighborhoods using some of the same slogans like Black Lives Matter. At one point, tear gas uh, was fired at the protesters and some shouted, I can't breathe, those tragic final words of George Floyd. Calmer scenes in different cities in Germany over the weekend, but again, more protests there in solidarity uh, with these protesters in the United States. And this is not ending, Philip. There are more uh, demonstrations planned for London in the coming days. Philip? All right. Kelly Cobea reporting for us this morning. Kelly, thank you. 
Leading the news, NASA astronauts Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley have made history after successfully docking at the International Space Station just 19 hours after blasting off from Canada. I'm glad they made it safe. But um we got we gotta get some laws changed. We really do. We need uh, we need laws changed. seeming to come from a place far deeper, a primal scream from a country that may just be fed up, begging for life to be better, fed up with lockdowns and layoffs, COVID and incivility, racism and power abused, a perfect storm of unmitigated pain, a wound too deep, a racial history too deep for mere gestures to heal, yet are they a start? A police chief kneeling with citizens in California, other law enforcement in Kansas City and Camden, New Jersey, in their own moments of solidarity with protesters. Most of us have not taken to the streets, even as we may privately hold some of the emotions these pictures speak to. These will be the images that will archive this moment in our history. But let these two, the quiet peacemakers, the neighbors, the businesses picking up the pieces, already physically reclaiming and maybe improving all that was lost. That's what we hope for. Lester, thank you. Public outcry and protests over the death of George Floyd have prompted the music industry to take a united stand in the Black Lives Matter movement. Tomorrow, the music industry will observe Blackout Tuesday, touted as a day for unity with black employees, artists, and fans. Uh, record labels like Warner Music Group, Sony Music, Columbia Records, Def Jam Recording, and more all set to take part. Several of the labels and industry leaders have released statements on social media announcing their participation in other measures that they'll be taking to fight uh, against racial injustice. And we know artists and musicians have a lot of influence over our, our culture, and uh, let's hope that uh, their message of peaceful protests uh, takes aim. What is beyond, is beyond peaceful protests? Tuesday is set for tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching. Early today on this Monday, I'm Philip Mattel. There's more to it than that. It's more, it's more to it. You, you know, it's more to it. Just more to it. Like you can go on congress.gov right now 
you can see all these laws that are pending. The ones that need to be, like uh, H.R. 6934, just been introduced to the House um, last year in 2019 by our uh, representative, Marcin, um, Maxine Waters. And it's, it's just been introduced. And it's pertaining to the Social Security uh, to eliminate the cost sharing, which represents the coverage of insulin as a coverage part, the, the drug, and associated medical supplies, and, and to provide mail order access to insulin and such supplies under the Medicare program during the COVID-19 period. Okay, so this is just showing me where you can, our, our representatives can uh, write up a bill and submit it to the Congress. And it's up to the Congress um, to vote on to pass. And so far, um, they have all of these uh, other bills that's being presented that just sitting here. And and the only one that I see that passed, they want to give out awards. Um, they got this uh, stamina checks from garnishment and fees and from being used as an offset by a credit union or dispository institution. Okay. There's something else they didn't put up here. I'm trying to find out the the retribution um, bill. I think it's reparation. of Martin Luther King Jr. Two police officers in Atlanta, meanwhile, have been fired after being accused of using excessive force. Video showing them tasing and pulling two college students from a car can be seen here. An officer said the driver didn't comply with orders to stop. In New York, three people have been arrested by the FBI and charged with throwing Molotov cocktails at NYPD vehicles. But there was a lighter moment in Queens in a show of solidarity. just one of many examples of peaceful protests that we have seen during this unrest. 
A peaceful moment turned dangerous in Minneapolis. A truck came barreling through a group of people who were sitting on a closed interstate. Fortunately, it doesn't seem any protesters were injured. Many of them swarmed the truck driver, who was arrested, and an investigation is now underway. NBC's Morgan Chesky joins us now from Minnesota with the latest on the protests there. Morgan, good morning. And good morning from a surprisingly quiet Minneapolis. We are here in a street where dozens of protesters were facing off against law enforcement earlier, uh, but little by little they began to dissipate. And right now the only thing we're seeing is this barrier of law enforcement about 50 yards uh, away from me right now. And the clear mark of the National Guard presence are those Humvees. A thousand National Guardsmen arriving in Minneapolis yesterday, uh, really increasing the size of the law enforcement footprint. And that's been one of the biggest differences we've seen with the enforcement of that curfew that lasts from 8 p.m. until 6 a.m. And with that in place, uh, there has been a significant reduction in the damage that we've seen in just block by block, neighborhood by neighborhood. A countless number of businesses damages, others gutted and burned. It will be a a long road of recovery for this city. However, there are still thousands that feel that justice has yet to be served because Derek Chauvin, uh, the police officer who was seen kneeling on the neck of George Floyd, he was arrested. He was charged with third degree murder and manslaughter. However, three other officers connected to the death of George Floyd are not in police custody as of right now. There has been so much tension in this city uh, over the past several days. We know that the FBI tipped off the Minnesota National Guard that there was a credible lethal threat. And because of that alone, National Guardsmen were carrying their rifles, ammunition at the ready, just in case something should happen. However, as we stand here today, a relatively quiet night and morning in Minneapolis. We do know 150 protesters were arrested not too far away from where I'm standing. And so this is a hopeful sign of what's to come for this city that has seen so much damage here over the nearly the past week. We'll send it back to you. All right, Morgan, thank you. The NYPD says around 700 New York protesters have been arrested over the course of four days of protests in response to the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Officials say Sunday's demonstrations were mostly peaceful until the final hours of the night. That's when confrontations between protesters and police erupted. Multiple arrests were made and several officers were hurt. NBC's Ron Allen has more on the unrest in the Big Apple. Across New York with thousands of protesters demanding justice, clashing with police on the streets. Multiple incidents caught on video igniting outrage. A police vehicle accelerating through a crowd. A woman shoved to the ground. Unclear why. Oh my god. Towards the police officer. But even if I was, he should have had the self-restraint to not hurt the people he's supposed to be protecting. Here, a police officer is seen pulling down a protester's mask and spraying mace. There's tremendous stress uh, on everyone. I've seen those videos, and those videos are truly disturbing. Uh, and some of the videos, frankly, are inexplicable. Now, with the state's governor ordering the attorney general to investigate, New York's mayor and police chief are pushing back. Insisting overall, police have shown restraint while under attack from violent elements within the crowds. Those police vehicles only moved forward because they were attacked. There are protests and there are mobs. And I saw a kid closer to a mob. 
A protest does not involve surrounding and ambushing a marked police car and putting my officers and my detectives' lives at risk. So far, at least 30 officers injured, some 350 arrests Saturday night, including three suspects accused of targeting police with firebombs. Decades of simmering anger exploding in a city with a long history of deadly confrontations. Eric Garner, Sean Bell, Amadou Diallo, that echo what happened to George Floyd at the hands of police. New York's mayor claims reforms like ending stop and frisk, the widespread roundup of countless young black men, and comprehensive de-escalation training for every officer has improved policing, while admitting the confrontation show NYPD still has work to do. I saw a tremendous amount of restraint, but I also saw things that need to be done better. Clearly, I saw some moments yesterday that were disturbing in terms of the way police handled things. More protests are planned, including this one just getting underway here in Times Square. And while many major cities have imposed curfews to try and bring down the size of the crowds, New York's mayor says that's not necessary here. All right, Ron Allen reporting for us in the Big Apple. Ron, thank you. As fiery protests raged this weekend in Washington, D.C., Secret and Service rushed House President Trump to a White to House you. bunker Friday night. A senior administration official tells NBC News that the president spent nearly an hour inside the complex designed for emergencies like terror attacks. Our Capitol Hill correspondent, Tracy Potts, joining us now with the latest. And Tracy, the president is blaming an extremist group for the violence in D.C. Yeah, Philip, not only blaming them, but also tweeting that he wants to declare Antifa a terrorist group. And there are some experts who question whether the government can do that with a domestic group that has First Amendment rights. All of this as demonstrations, protests continue in Washington, including right across the street the White from itself. the White House in Lafayette Park. Uh, there, the were, there was one small building in that area that was set afire overnight. Uh, we also saw tear gas that was used to try to disperse the crowds after the mayor declared an 11 p.m. curfew uh, with those demonstrations continuing. This was the third straight night of demonstrations and violence in the nation's capital. And NBC's own Garrett Hake got caught right in the middle of it. We're going to end up in a place we don't want to be here if we're not careful, Katie. So, ah, damn it. Ah. Just Move out of the there side. as quickly as you can. I hit the side with either, I don't think it was rubber bolts. I've had that before, rubber bolts or something. I don't want to be like overly dramatic about it. I know what it looks you're cutting out as your friend and as Brian said a moment ago, as somebody who knows your parents as well, I want you to get to a safe place. Get out of there. So Garrett and is that's okay. the police he, uh, message later that uh, he was okay and he thanked his crew. Uh, but it was a pretty rough scene there, as you could see for a while. In fact, D.C. ended up calling in the National Guard. Also, U.S. Marshals and Drug Enforcement agents were called in to try to clear the streets. Philip, Very, very disturbing scenes there. We are glad Garrett is okay. Tracy, thank you. A response from the apparent Democratic nominee standing in stark contrast to the heated rhetoric from the president. Joe Biden posting a picture of himself kneeling with a protester in Wilmington, Delaware, writing, quote, We're a nation in pain right now, but we must not allow this pain to destroy us. As president, I will help lead this conversation, and more importantly, I will listen. The former vice president is expected to meet with community leaders later today. 
Turning now to California, where Los Angeles is under a countywide curfew right now. National Guard troops arrived to help restore order after a weekend of violent protests and looting. Meanwhile, shops were burglarized in Santa Monica on Sunday afternoon, and that's where we find NBC's Gotti Schwartz. Gotti? Okay, I didn't have enough of that, y'all. I just, um, I can't hear, I can't listen to it no more. I can't watch it no more because now it's getting beyond and beyond. And this is what they've been wanting. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that they expected, um, the protests to, um, get lit and spread globally like it did. However, um, first of all, while I, I'm not promoting, like I said before, I don't promote the looting and, and the breakings of the businesses or whatever. But remember, we're still in the middle of uh, of COVID-19 shutdown, right? Um, you have this, this time where people are just fed up. Um, um, this, this protest is really beyond... Just justice is is to be justice from the police department, but justice in this America, in this society. Um, I don't know why they're starting to emphasize more on the looting, okay? And um, when I can stay on a bit, I mean, I can speak on a business side, even though I did not have an opportunity to benefit from what they released with, with the COVID-19, the PPL, and the, the EID, the, the Economic Emergency um, Fund for small business, inter, independent contractors, entrepreneurs that the CARE Act was created um, for that probably 75% of the small businesses, especially minorities, did not have an opportunity to um, to help with that, right, uh, on the business side. So these companies have insurance, okay, they've been given loans, which is going to change to a grant uh, with this COVID-19. So I'm just like, why are we so focusing on the looting, okay? Yeah, it's not right, but that is not the whole purpose here. The purpose is the protest. Now, once the protests have, have, um, protests is still protesting. Okay. So now we need some results. We need to get back and put pressure on our representatives, on our government with these and submit bills and change laws. That's what we need. It's more than just a protest. This is what we need. We need the industries, the businesses, you got the movie stars, all of you guys are weighing in, sign petitions, but we really need a law-changing movement here, okay? Uh, I believe that uh, the black community, I can speak on injustices that have been done to me as not only as a woman, but a black woman, and a black woman in this uh, society, and that, you know, the pressure is dealing with black people is like a pressure cooker. We, 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 we want to survive. We, we want to be, um, how can I put it? 
We want to be this, 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 um, a human being with human, with humility, serving God, treating all people right, but yet behind closed doors, we're being dealt with injustice. And no matter how nice you can talk to someone, how you can, um, let's see, do things properly according to policies and procedures, at the end of the day, people look at you that you're just another black person. You know what I'm saying? And so those laws have to be changed. We have to have a more conscious mindset on how we see individuals because it's been branded. These, you know, white folks, you walk around with your privileges and 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 it, and it becomes to the point where it's it's like how they the young lady Amy Cooper did. It's like a weapon. We you all cool and everything, but when the pressure comes, when you want to have your way or don't want to uh, abide by laws that that that's for you too. It's 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 like white privilege feel that they above the law because they're white. No, it's it's you have to. Um, <laughs> you you have to abide by the law like everybody else, and you can't throw. And that's what they call a race card. They say, "Oh, you want to throw the race card in it?" You know, white privilege. You know, well, yeah, sometimes we do to make a point. And as you see now, for this to take off like this here, globally, you know, hey, enough is enough. And it start with the police department. Um, not so much as retraining and this escalation situations, but I believe that they need to make sure that these police officers and look, I'm looking on TV right now. They just shooting these little fireball. They just shooting, you know. They just shooting. Why? Why are you shooting? It's no point to be shooting. Every other organization can have a protest, can climb on buildings, can do everything else, and you don't have this much. Con- uh, confrontation with the law enforcement, okay? And they can loot, they can, you know, like the Charleston um, riot, you have the LPG, the uh, the gay movement, I mean, all type of movements that's really against the ordinance of God. You can have these movements and, and you don't have notarious coming on the scene and, 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 and putting a label on a protest. No, you didn't, you didn't have that. Matter of fact, the last protest that they had, they tore up the city. I'm trying to find out each one so I can definitely have my source accurate. But when it comes down to black people, period, it's always some type of confusion. Now, instead of the president coming on the scene and speaking, standing just twitting, twitting, you want to Twitter everything. You come on the scene and, and want to do an executive order for Twitter from putting a fat check on your tweet. Why not come on the the television 
and 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 say, you know what? We're gonna look at each, like he said, but don't be so broad, and tell the black people of America, hey, we with you, and I'm gonna do what I have to do to look at every possible thing to make this America great. No, he's not going to do that because what they want to do, they want to bring back the way it used to be. No, it's not going to be the way it used to be. Sorry. Bad enough you got people working for minimum wage, $7 an hour, and this is 2020. And I remember my first job, I was 14 years old. My first job was making $1.95 an hour. Then every job I was going up to, it became like $2 and $3. I can't even see how we was maintaining on a job, making $5.25 an hour with a family of four. I don't even see how we did that, but it was done. And enough is enough, you know. Let me see what um, the Atlanta mayor saying. How much of a risk is it for people who are out there, even those who are wearing masks? This is a huge risk whether you wear a mask or not. Even though it does give you a little bit of protection, it doesn't give you full protection. But many say they're left with little choice. I can go home, clean myself up, go get tested, make sure I take proper precautions, and do that. But police brutality, I don't know. I don't know what I can't do to not be harassed. As we look among the crowd, many of the people that I've talked to say they share that feeling. Yes, they say they are concerned about that pandemic. In fact, some people have put on masks trying to protect themselves. But they say that it's equally important that they're here raising their voices in this moment. All right, Wayne Alexander reporting for us. Wayne, thanks. Well, it's just so much, y'all. Why, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it is like another moment in time. Another moment in time. That's that's all you can say. Another moment in time. It's like one thing after the next. And this is a sure sign of Jesus coming back. Jesus, the it the world is coming to that 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 pinnacle. You know, you know how to say the cream come up to the crop. Yeah, it's about that time. It's about that time. You know, it's about that time. It's about that time. And I will be coming live sometime this week. Because I'm looking at all of these bills. And I'm trying to find... You know what? I'm about to go to Google. Because, see, Google be having it on point, y'all. It'll find it. Let me see. Um, Let's see. Reparation? Reparation. Yeah, it's the HR 40. And that's been on there since 2017. Uh, It was introduced January 3rd, 2017. Miss Jackson Lee 
ex anonymous un anonymous consent that she may hereafter be considered as the first sponsor of the HR forty, a bill originally introduced by former Representative Conyers for purposes of adding co sponsors and requesting reprintings of something. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Well, the title of it is Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for the African American Act. So we do have a bill listed. However, they're not looking at it. So I believe this is what needs to be pushed. This what needs to be pushed. This what needs to be pushed right here. Address the fundamental injustice, cruelty, brutality, and inhumanity of slavery in the United States in the 13 American colonies between 1619 and 1865, and to establish a commission to study in, in institution of slavery, its subcentral, de jure, and de facto racial and economic discrimination against African Americans and the impact of these forces on living African-Americans to make recommendations to the Congress on appropriate re- remedies and for other purposes. Okay, so um, they brought this to the House. The bill now this is just a commission to study and develop a proposal for the African-American Act. Possibly 4 million Africans and their descendants were enslaved in the United States in colonies that began the United States from 1619 to 1865. The institution of slavery was constitutionally and statutorily sanctioned by the government of the United States from 1789 through 1865. The slavery that flourished in the United States constituted an immoral and inhumane deprivation of Africans' life, liberty, citizenship rights, and culture heritage, and denied them the fruits of their own labor. Okay? And I'm going to finish this on the next episode because it's going to get really, really um, tedious. Today, Terrence Floyd plans to visit the scene where his brother took his last breaths. He says he's still outraged, but he condemns the violence on the streets. And coming up, what President Trump is now saying. Plus, new details on security precaution at the White House, including the first family taken to an underground bunker. Our coverage continues in a moment. In times like these, the news making events. Look 
shelter in a bunker underground Friday night as protests escalated. ABC's Inez de la Quatera has the new details. This morning, President Trump staying largely silent, except on Twitter, as protests rage nationwide. ABC News has learned with protesters gathering at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Friday, the president briefly took shelter in an underground bunker. It's unclear what specifically prompted the immediate move to the bunker, which serves as a secure shelter that presidents have used in the past during terrorist attacks. According to an email sent to staff Sunday night, the White House is maintaining an elevated security posture due to the ongoing protests. In the meantime, critics claim the president is adding fuel to the fire with his recent tweets calling for law and order and saying the Secret Service was ready, if needed, to take on protesters with vicious dogs and ominous weapons. The president also retweeting this message saying this isn't going to stop until the good guys are willing to use overwhelming force against the bad guys. Wow. He should really? just stop talking. Yeah, he just um, should shut up. Like you don't even know what you're talking about. All over again. He speaks and he makes it worse. The president tried to strike a balance during scripted remarks. I understand the pain. You don't understand that no people pain. People are feeling. No, you but don't. what we are now seeing on the streets of our cities has nothing to do with justice or with peace. What? Back outside the White House, this woman demanded the demonstrations remain peaceful. We are tired. We are people who deserve to live normal lives. If you can live peacefully in your white skin, I should be able to live peacefully in my black skin. I am not here to harm you. I want you to go home to your family just like I want to go home to mine. But we cannot do that if we're all being violent against each other. And D.C. fire crews also responded to a fire at historic St. John's Church, which dates back to the 1800s. The fire was reportedly contained to the basement. Kenneth and Mona. And as thank you, and coming up, the symbols of unity across this country. The police coming together with protesters and their powerful message. Next. The president don't have no inkling understanding on what's going on he just looking at stuff black and white and instead of he just tweeting he don't even understand what's happening and i think it's a shame for him to make the statements that he's making um you putting fuel to the fire by running into a bunker because of terrorists this is not a terrorist this is not a terrorist protest however as you guys heard and as we watching they are paying other organizations to infiltrate our movement, okay? Our peaceful demonstrations, they are paying individuals, just like they've been doing for decades and decades and decades, infiltrating the black protests to make our community look bad. And that's just how America has been, and this is the protest. The protest starts with Judge Floyd and, and Sandra Bland and all the lives that have been taken by police departments. But, however, however, but meanwhile, with that saying and all the other adjectives that we want to present, all of this has been put in a pressure cooker to one thing. Stop defaming the black community. No matter what the black community strive to advance forward, 
You're going to have somebody behind the scenes that's paying people to come and infiltrate into our protests and make our community look bad. And this is the thing that we are protesting about. This is what needs to be stopped in America. Everybody else can protest and not be claimed as a terrorist. And as soon as black people come forward, we have other organizations and white supremacists coming and instigating into our protests to hijack our statements. And even though they have images from other um, newscasters that are striving to show the peaceful and the coming together with the, the protesters and the police officers, you got the other stations want to just highlight the looting. So what if they looting? That's material stuff. We're talking about life. I'm not condoning looting, but guess what? As this young lady uh, spoke on Friday, America been looting from day one. You're looting black Americans from day one, from 16, 19, all the way up to 1865. You looted African Americans and they built this country and we have not really felt welcome here. No matter how much we pray, how much we pray for America, how much we humble ourselves, how much we forgive others that have done injustice to us, how we will go out our way and not only forgive them, but help serve them and help them have a better conscience. Black Americans still have not been properly acknowledged and honored the way they should. It's a little piece trinkle here, a little trinkle there, a little trinkle there. And every time a positive action comes forth for the black community, you got something negative got to come right aside of it to knock down all the good and highlight all the bad. How dare you, President Trump? How dare you? How dare you want to use this as uh, 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 a time of uh, striving to labor the black community in their protest by you going hiding into a damn bunker. Like, oh, they coming to get me. You supposed to be the president. You talk a lot of, you talk, you, 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 you bark a lot, but your bite probably ain't about nothing. Because if you really cared about the black Americans, if you really care about the black community and what really is happening, all over from even from uh, Colin Kaepernick, and when you you can call this man out of his name and curse out his mama and, 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 and want to put the flag, what that flag is for us. That flag is nothing for us. All the bloodshed that was done that got that flag the way it is. But how dare you use this opportunity for your political stand? To make it seem like, okay, we're going we gonna to dispatch the, the, the TIFA, the terrorist group, martial law. That's all they've been wanting to do anyway. Dispatch martial law for what? To have control again? What about back then, a hundred years later, how y'all burnt up the whole commun- the black communities and they had to start all over for, for scratch. I didn't see no type of news, news article and no political 
agendas and presidents coming in to try to restore that. Oh, everybody took a picture with their shotgun, and 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 back in the day, after they killed the black man or lynched him, they all taking a picture behind him, hanging up on a tree, like like that's a trophy or something. That's a human being. That's a human being that that officer put his knee on that young man's neck, and he only was forty something years old and had a family and children. And still to this day, they just show pictures on the news from the protests this weekend where policemen still putting their knee on, on young people's neck. Not just adults, not young people's neck. You're abusing your authority. And at the end of the day, after all this frustration and my heartfelt um, expression on what's going on, at the end of the day, I think everybody need to just like go back, especially white supremacies and all these um, radical groups that's infiltrating the Black Lives uh, Matter movement. We, we got to think about one thing. There is a God and he sees all and he knows the heart issues of every living soul on this earth. And so you could think you could try to get away with it. All this that's going on. God is allowing all this to happen for a reason. It's time to shake up. Because judgment day is coming to everyone. And I don't care what position you have. I don't care what title, what news station you work for. What, what Congress you sit in. What state you represent. What country you are president or prime minister. Even myself. We all have to come one day eyeball to eyeball on that day of judgment and the one thing God gonna want to do is gonna ask all of us what did you do with my son Jesus because Jesus came Yahshua came for one reason to bring mankind together in their heart to show love and ain't no love going on here it's partiality it's the rich and the poor and I think it's ridiculous and enough is enough and and that's how I feel about it and I will be, I'm coming live one day this week once I calm down. But you know me, Dr. D, I like to get my resources and everything. But I want everybody thus far to start looking up the HR of 40 African American Act. This act been on the books at Congress for almost three years, and I, and I believe it's longer than that. You have to literally go and listen to Dr. Anderson, Carl Anderson, that has really been the forefronter that you don't hear a lot about, and I believe that every black America should glean from his knowledge. Go on YouTube, subscribe to his emails and everything. Dr. Carl Anderson, and he teaches, and he's going around showing black um, communities how you can really sustain yourself in the community and getting together as one. Here in Houston, we strive, we try to do it even with the Business Expo. We try every year with, with, with Prophetess um, Latanya Johnson. Every year we strive to get together these businesses and we want y'all to stay together, but it just don't happen that way. What is it going to take, you guys? We have to be able to glean from our own resources within our own community, like every other nationality. Why every other nationality could be separate? And, and, and glean from each other. And then when it comes down to our community, we have the issues. 
we are the problem. They divide us. And this, makes, this mindset has to be washed away. And, and, there's, and there's some serious training. They tried to do it almost 10, 15 years ago by diversity. I was in the midst of all that, the diversity, because it came up again. Why it keeps coming up? Because it have never been really dealt with mentally. This is a mentally uh, cleansing that has to be done to America because all these generations from generation has been taught that at the end of the day, they say white privilege is hierarchy than any other nationality, and that is not true, and it's a lie from the devil. And my daughter made a joke about it the other day. She said, well, hmm, that's probably why the devil just do so much thing. Was the devil white? <laughs> hey, out of a mouth of a, a child, huh? So let me calm down. I'm going to fix you some coffee. And uh, that's just my heart reflection on what's happening now and what we need to take, what we need to Every black person, every brown individual, um, they have... Reparation aches for the Indians, for the Hispanics, for the Jews, okay? They have the reparation for, for these individuals, okay? Uh, I know the Hispanics, Latinos, all that underneath the same brown minority category. However, they still have given, um, you just got to know your history. And the Latinos, Hispanics, um, you still fall underneath that Native American act, and so you're going to have to go within your community and get someone to research for you. Um, for the black Americans, right now, we're the only community that have not been retributed yet. Every other nationality have, but no. And so what, what has to come, I need everybody to go and check out the HR40 uh, proposal for the African-American Act, and what that act is going to tell you what they presented to the Congress, uh, what they expect, and I'm reading through it, and I, I believe some more stuff needs to be added to it. They also say that they're supposed to be selecting sponsors or whatever from each um, state, and uh, I don't even see how that is on here, but this is what needs to be enforced. This is the change we need. Added to the protest. We need um, signatures, not just signatures to be signing saying that we want justice for Floyd. We want justice over the whole com- continent with this law. And it, and, it, and it starts from community to the city, then it goes to the state, then it goes to the Senate House to get signed by the White House. It's different legislations that they do. And from right now, they have presented almost 25 different bills in the legislations right now because of this COVID. And all of it, I'm looking at it, is dealing with banking, mortgages. These dealing with big corporations. They ain't nothing to do with the people. You know, so this is where everything is being locked up at. And this is what we need to invade. We need to invade Congress. We need to invade legislation. We need to invade these community meetings. We need to show up in droves and start making these resolutions so it can be 
considered as a bill. This is what we need to start doing as a, a as a community. Okay? Well, this is Dr. D. I'm sharing my heartfelt um, um, reflections on what's happening. And I don't know. Systemic change. <laughs> where we can ask ourselves terribly important questions about who we police, how we police them, why we use the police as the instrument of governance uh, and democracy uh, in places where other interventions would be much more uh, inspired. A message of reflection and action from Patrick Gasper there. And that is what's making news in America this morning. Our coverage continues on Good Morning America. Make sure to stay with us. has now been moved to another detention facility and his first court date has been delayed. As the protests grow, 21 states and Washington, D.C. have now activated the National Guard wow. and dozens of cities have imposed curfews. And take a look at this morning's New York Times. It says twin crises and surging anger convulse U.S. The Washington Post says U.S. at a precipice as demonstrations intensify. We begin our coverage with ABC's Andrew Fujii. Overnight, nationwide unrest. We don't want to loot. That's not what we out here for. But we do want justice and we want equality. And if we don't get that, we're going to be out here. Large crowds of demonstrators in multiple cities getting more violent following the death of George Floyd. In Washington, D.C., protesters setting a large fire just blocks from the White House, shouting, you are the threat to police in riot gear. In Boston, businesses damaged and fires set as protesters clash with police. In New York City, many of the demonstrations peaceful. But tensions flaring in Brooklyn overnight, this crowd dispersing near the Barclays Center. And over the weekend, this woman seen in a video obtained by the Daily Mail, now facing federal charges after allegedly throwing a Molotov cocktail at a police car. The message is, is, is we're peaceful, and, and I think there are instigators that are, are erupting in this violence, and it reflects on black people. Curfews in effect in more than 20 cities, including Philadelphia, where stores were ransacked and police officers hit with bricks. In New Jersey, looting seen in Trenton and Atlantic City. 
Protesters in Atlanta constructing a fence to use as a barricade. And it looks like they're trying to light a fire in the middle of that street right there where they just put up the barricade. They're trying to light that fire with uh, fireworks. And more chaos in Minneapolis, where Officer Derek Chauvin is now charged with murder after he was seen with his knee on Floyd's neck moments before his death on Memorial Day. This dramatic scene playing out at a peaceful gathering Sunday. People marching on a highway bridge, a tanker truck barrels toward the crowd. A semi, there was nobody because they'd stopped traffic. And a semi truck, it must have been going at least 50, 60 miles per hour, just ran through all those people. The crowd moving in after the truck stops, pulling the driver from the car. Oh, this is bad. Deputies disperse the crowd with pepper spray. That driver, now under arrest after getting treated at the hospital, accused of trying to incite the crowd. Wow. ABC's Marcus Moore is in Minneapolis. Gives you a sense of um, how volatile things and unpredictable things have been uh, here. And as soon as the curfew went into effect at 8 o'clock local time, Soon after that, uh, police began to fire off uh, flashbangs to disperse the crowd that had gathered here. And it's important to note, guys, that uh, the people who gathered here for this massive demonstration, they were peaceful um, and uh, they wanted it to stay that way. Four police officers, including Chauvin, have been fired for the incident that led to Floyd's death. Overnight, Floyd's brother asking the police chief on live TV whether the other officers will be charged. The chief taking off his hat before answering saying the other officers are complicit. Being silent or not intervening to me, you're complicit. Mr. Floyd died in our hands, and so I, I, I see that as being complicit. And also speaking out this morning, the owner of the store where Floyd was accused of passing counterfeit bills. He says he wishes his employer never called 911. Calling the authorities on a nonviolent crime should never equate to a death or a murder. Since the protest began on Friday, nearly 800 people have been arrested in New York City. And just to make a note that that money was not fraudulent. The money that, that they say the $20 bill was fraudulent. No, it was not counterfeit and the, and the employee called the cops unnecessarily. As they tried to remove the students from their vehicle, Police say they repeatedly tried to stop the car before the incident. Atlanta's mayor says the officers have been fired for using excessive force. The actions of three other officers at the scene are under investigation. The students have been released. And we are just getting news from Boston where at least seven police officers have been hospitalized after protests turned violent. More than 20 patrol cars are damaged. At least 40 people were arrested. And from Boston to California, we're getting more reports of looting and crowds taking advantage of what was a peaceful protest earlier in the evening. They're diminishing their most impactful political utility. This looting will not help to advance what we are trying to do. I'm not here to loot. I'm not here to steal a damn thing. This morning, a message from protesters condemning theft and destruction in the name of justice. They burned cop cars, they shattered windows and stole and looted. That's not okay. Especially when we're going to be associated with what's going on. The call for peace exactly. coming amid chaos overshadowing peaceful protests. In Northern California, looters brawling in the streets near San Francisco overnight. A similar scene in the southern part of the state as fights broke out amid protests. But in the city of Los Angeles, police were firing off tear gas by midday Sunday. They want everybody to get out of here. ABC's Matt Gutman was caught in the crossfire. 
Not long after a tense moment between protesters and the LAPD, an officer ramming demonstrators with his car before speeding away. The use of force coming as police scattered looters in nearby Santa Monica. Authorities surrounding the entrance of this store standing firm but making no arrests even as people still inside the store broke windows and ripped away boards to escape. The people that want to make their voices heard did so peacefully. In Washington state, confrontations leading to tear gas and arrests. Officers coming under fire after this video emerged, showing Seattle police kneeling on a man's neck the same way the officer in Minneapolis did when arresting wow. George Floyd. You don't have to worry about that. Then to, to step in in your anger using a less effective approach is not going to be the way to go. But in Florida, demonstrators taking justice into their own hands, equal rights protesters forming a line, physically blocking would-be looters from breaking into this CVS pharmacy. And police in Southern California arrested dozens of looters overnight, but it's important to note the sheriff in L.A. confirms the looters were not part of the larger protests. And we are learning more about the outside groups creating chaos. That's right. The NYPD That's says right. one out of every right. seven protesters who's been arrested has been from outside New York City, including groups paying people to block streets, even setting up resupply routes for gasoline to set fires. That's They're right. That's right. Neo-Nazis and white supremacists trying to take advantage of outside groups exploiting this. That's it. That's it. Along with foreign groups like ISIS. That's it. Minneapolis police officer charged with murder for kneeling on George Floyd's neck for nearly nine minutes. So that's the things that they need to highlight. They need to highlight we're not going we're not going to neglect what has happened unjustly but we're also going to highlight and we know that you guys are not responsible black community for the protests of these nazis and white supremacist groups invading literally evading uh uh what was what should be positive and trying to make it a negative because of the stand that we are taking as a black community so um, there it is, and we're going to see if they're going to uh, highlight more of that instead of every time you turn around, they're highlighting looting, looting, looting. Okay, well, it's going to happen, but don't categorize our Black Lives Matter as a terrorist group. No, that, that's, just, that's a no-no. That's a no-no. station to work together to create a new normal in which the legacy of bigotry and unequal treatment no longer infects our institutions or our hearts. I have to ask you, sir, how do we begin to do that? We do that uh, by recognizing that what just happened to uh, Mr. Mr. Floyd is not a one-shot deal. We cannot just have a prescription uh, for the injustice that he faced in the streets, uh, but we need to have a much broader, much deeper conversation about public policy around uh, policing. We also have to recognize that those who have been left out of the social contract find no reason to adhere to the social contract, which is why you get protests that turned into uh, near uh, riots uh, in our streets. That recognition is important. We as Americans, white and black and brown, have to sit in this pain, sit in what happened to uh, Mr. Floyd, uh, and use it as a catalyst 
for much deeper, profound systemic change where we can ask ourselves terribly important questions about who we police, how we police them, why we use the police as the instrument of governance uh, and democracy uh, in places where other interventions would be much more uh, inspired. A message of reflection and action from Patrick Gaspard there. And that is what's making news in America this morning. Our coverage continues on Good Morning America. Make sure to stay with us. Making news in America this morning, a nation divided. No justice, no peace, no race. Police. New protests and new violence overnight in the wake of George Floyd's death. It's a problem and it needs to stop. We have had enough. We are out here dying. Curfews from coast to coast. More than 4,000 people arrested. The outside groups trying to take advantage of the chaos. And word that President Trump was forced to take shelter in a bunker as protesters took to the streets. And this morning, new video. Using a taser on an unarmed college student in the passenger seat of a car in Atlanta. What's happened now to those officers? Plus, amid the chaos, a show of unity. The powerful message in cities across the country. Some area stores were closed due to the threat of looting. Let's unpack the rest of it now. However, reports indicate that Houston avoided much of the violence experienced in other cities across the nation. Now, Mayor Turner says 80% of demonstrations protesting the death of George Floyd over the weekend were peaceful. Protests started Saturday afternoon at Emancipation Park and continued on Sunday. And on Sunday, hundreds of peaceful protesters gathered beneath the basketball courts at CUNY Homes on Sunday where George Floyd played pickup games and where he was raised. Let's not tear up our cities. Uh, let's not dishonor authority. Let's not dishonor others. Let's do what we have to do, but keep it respectable and honorable so that others can align with us. It just clicked. We need to show a symbol that we truly do apologize for what's been done to our black brothers and sisters. Uh, with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, it's just tore us apart. I thought, we're going to take a knee to unite us. Tuesday, we understand that Black Lives Matter is organizing a protest that will start at 3 o'clock at Discovery Green. They're going to march to City Hall with the family of George Floyd. So you want to make sure you're in tune with that. You can find that information on Facebook, on the Fox Facebook as well. We're live at home. Nate Griffin, Fox 26 News. Chief Acevedo and Mayor Turner also planning to take part in that rally happening on Tuesday. Let's focus on the man who, whose life was lost and, and led to all of the protests that we've seen nationwide. You know that George Floyd grew up right here in the Third Ward area of Houston before moving to Minnesota. The Fort Bend Memorial Planning Center is working with the Floyd family to finalize the arrangements. Yes. And Houston Police Chief Art Acevedo says that his department would be honored to escort Floyd's body at his funeral. Now details on the funeral and the memorial, they're expected to be finalized and released on Wednesday. Wow. Across the country, we've seen 
seen several moments of unity and solidarity. Law enforcement officers across the country standing up against police brutality alongside protesters. In Camden County, New Jersey, Police Chief Joseph Wykowski there walked with demonstrators. This is an area that was once known for a deep divide between officers and the community. But the department has spent the last five years developing programs to build trust between the two. Officers in Santa Cruz, California, taking a knee with protesters to honor George Floyd as well. The department tweeting that officers are dedicated to, quote, bringing attention to police violence against black people. Several like demonstrations that we've seen across the country, coast to coast. In Washington, D.C., a well-known and historic church caught fire during the protest. St. John's Episcopal Church is just across the street from the White House. It appears the fire was located in the basement of the church. Protesters were in the area of the church at the time of the fire. Officials had already been reinforcing the house of worship and securing valuable items. Every sitting president has visited the church since it was built in 1816, starting with James Madison. Security has been heightened since Friday night when the violence forced the the first family to head into an underground bunker for safety. In New York, two police cruisers drive into a crowd of demonstrators. The protesters are seen blocking the vehicles and throwing debris before the SUVs accelerate into the group, knocking several people over. It's unclear if anyone got hurt there. 345 people were arrested during protests all over New York City, and 33 police officers were hurt. Atlanta has fired two police officers seen on video tasing and dragging two college students from a car during a protest. This video was from Saturday. Atlanta's mayor called the video disturbing and fired them on Sunday. So how are you feeling about all of this? We are asking your opinion. Do you feel like this is justice for George or do you feel like it's anarchy? We encourage you to go to our app and vote. You can also go to fox26.com slash vote now. So far, 80% of you say you feel like this is anarchy. Right now at 6.09, a lot more heading your way here on Fox 26, including the death of George Floyd and how it sparked those protests across the nation. Now groups in Europe are also showing solidarity. We'll bring that to you after this quick break. is brought to you by JohnEagleHonda.com.